Welcome to the Unilever and Spark Change Innovation for Good podcast, a series exploring the people and ideas sparking positive change in the world. In this episode, we're talking to Gabriella Metro, Head of Product Development at natural deodorant brand Schmitz, about the continuous journey to optimize product formulations, earn consumer trust, and ultimately transform an entire industry. Will it work? For years working in the natural products industry, friends, family members, even colleagues and devout natural products users have asked the question about natural deodorant. One company has managed to quell the skepticism. That's because for Schmitz, disruption isn't about novelty. It's about finding a solution to an unmet need and democratizing that solution. That's what founder Jamie Schmidt set out to do when she was selling products at farmers markets over a decade ago. From those humble roots to the company's acquisition by Unilever, Schmitz has kept its eye on the prize to be the natural deodorant brand that converts the masses. I'm Jessica Rubino, Executive Director of Content at New Hope Network, and for this episode, I talked with Metro, who works behind the scenes to innovate and optimize product formulations, about what it takes to grow a brand while staying true to its mission, and why putting the consumer first is what matters most. Here's what Metro had to say about doing things the schmitzy way. One of the words that really comes to mind when I think about Schmitz is disruption. I feel like in less than a decade, Schmitz has really transformed the natural deodorant space. And I'm curious, from your perspective, doing all that behind the scenes work, what does disruption mean to you? And and why do you think Schmitz has been so successful in defining or redefining an entire industry? Sure. So I think, you know, Disruption, to a certain extent, is you know kind of turning turning an industry on its head, um, and I think that's that's the end result of disruption. But ultimately, it's about you know finding finding a solution to a consumer problem, um, you know where there's sort of an, an unmet need for for a solution, and then democratizing that solution. So making um, you know that solution available to to a wide audience, and I think that's something that Schmitz, you know, has certainly done for the natural deodorant category. You know, I I think many of us know Jamie Schmitz, our founder, um, Jamie Schmitz's uh, story. Um, you know, she was, you know, seeking sort of a more fulfilled path in life. And at the time uh, she was pregnant and, you know, searching for a, a natural deodorant that actually worked. And, you know, for her, she couldn't, she couldn't find a, a product that, that, met her needs um and uh you know being sort of being a disruptor herself she she took it upon herself to go into the kitchen and and start formulating her own product um you know by incorporating ingredients that she she wanted um to use and and avoiding products uh that she didn't want to put on her skin and you know in that in that sort of uh, creative process, you know, she she created formulas that she could share with friends and family, and and sort of tweak and refine um, to to really hit on a win- winning product. Um, you know, and I think 
from there growing from farmers markets and co-ops to to large natural food stores and and you know large retail chains both here and and globally is really you know um, a tribute to to that formula um, you know actually working. Um, but it was really also something that consumers were looking for. So she really tapped into an unmet consumer need um, that she could, you know, ha have a solution to. Um, so I think, you know, that, that, you know, in essence is like the story of disruption to me. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we still are sort of continuously working with, with consumers to unlock, you know, new, new ingredients or new technologies to continue to provide, you know, the most effective natural deodorant um, and really, you know, continue the tradition of, of disruption in this category. Well, I love I love how you talk about disruption and innovation as being rooted in solving real problems and determining what that unmet need is, which came from the, the really amazing founder story, which was not being able to find that product um, herself and then being able to bring bring this solution to the masses. I think that democratization of the natural solution and these natural alternatives is such a powerful story too. In that journey that you outlined of Jamie Schmidt starting at farmers markets and then really going out and being pretty widely available and very well known in this short period of time, what has kind of your journey been like from a formulation standpoint and, and your top learning maybe in, in creating a product that both really works and that can feel accessible to so many consumers? Sure. Sure. So I think, you know, my um, my story within Schmitz is um, is a little bit different, a little bit different. I guess I uh, I joined Schmitz as an operations manager, as the operations manager in January of 2017. So, you know, at the time, the company was still still small, um, but had been around for about six or seven years. Um, and we were just making this really exciting transition into that um, into larger retail um, outlets. Um, and we're, you know, starting to, to reach a wider audience. So it was an exciting time. We, you know, we really felt as though um, retailers and consumers were rallying behind like this mission of democratizing natural products and making them available to a wide audience. Um, and so again, you know, I, I keep saying it, it was a, it was a really exciting time. Um, you know, but my job is, as an operations manager was to make sure that our, you know, our manufacturing and our distribution could keep up with that demand. Um, and so it was, you know, it was a lot of work that my team and I did to really, you know, grow our operations and also streamline our operations um, and our manufacturing practices without sacrificing product quality. You know, Jamie um, was always, you know, very, very careful about the product quality and, and really wanted to make sure that we never compromise product quality um, as we grew. Um, and so, you know, we we put in so much work um, to, to grow the uh, to grow the, the company, basically, um, as the demand was growing. And I'd say, you know, every every day was exhilarating and humbling and exhausting. But I really loved, you know, every every minute of it. I think since since we were acquired, um, my my focus or my my job role changed um, and I moved into product development from operations 
And I think it's it's been just a fantastic time where I've been able to really focus on the formula, um, you know, for, focus on the ingredients and the suppliers and things like that, and and you know, develop develop new new products. Um, so again, that that sort of um, different focus has been has been a really fantastic thing um, to be able to do uh, both for my team and I. Um, again, developing products and and formulas that live up to the brand's uh, natural standards and values has been has been fantastic. Now uh, that you're really deep in that that um, you know the intersection of efficacy, quality of the product, and then just ma- maintaining the product quality and integrity, but then also the scalability. What are the challenges around like just taking all of those things into consideration as you formulate and look to continue launching new products like that's those are hard things to achieve all of them yeah I mean I think you know um that's really that's really where you know we sort of touch back on our brand values and our brand um sort of mission and and purpose I think you know we are 100% 100% committed to our values of, of naturals, naturalness and, and transparency. Um, and it sort of is how we shape all of the decisions that we make, um, you know, including how we formulate, how we choose ingredients and suppliers, and even how we market our products and communicate to our customers. So we would never compromise our, our values, um, you know, when faced with a challenge like something like scalability. You know, I think we... Um, I'm I'm lucky to have a brilliant team of product developers um, that I work with closely, um, you know, and I I think when faced with challenges like like scalability, for example, we can you know rely on our our technical knowledge, you know, our research, our creativity, our ingenuity, and really work together to to overcome those things rather than um, you know compromise something like our brand values i think our our brand values are too too precious to me to to compromise uh, and certainly too precious to to the, the entire brand i get that i and i appreciate it the um the value of you know purpose and your commitment to seeing that through as the company continues to grow is so apparent another challenge that um, I'm sure you've had to address pretty consistently is on that consumer side of just convincing consumers that the product works and being able to navigate some of these assumptions around specifically natural deodorant. I've seen it a lot. And then when people try it and they're so excited, they found one that works. Like, how do you get people to believe in the product before they've tried it and and then give it a whirl and be pleasantly surprised? You know, I think um, it's a great question, and I think yeah, we we see a lot. You know, does natural deodorant work? And you know, I'm certainly uh, I certainly am, am a believer. Um, but I think you know, building trust with consumers is key to get them to buy into the um, to the idea of natural deodorant. Um, I think many consumers have tried a natural deodorant um, that hasn't worked for them and have either, you know, gone back to a conventional conventional product or, you know, are still sort of on their quest to find the right product for themselves. Um, you know, from our perspective, we, we as a team stay close with consumers. Um, we take feedback and really are on sort of like this 
continuous journey to optimize our formula to be the best on market um, and to be the product that, you know, that actually works. Um, you know, our brand values mean that we forego things like, you know, synthetics or, um, you know, artificial fragrances. Um, but we're, we're still, you know, always researching things like plant and mineral based ingredients that, you know, we know are effective um, to combat um, odor and to really deliver the best consumer experience possible. Um, you know, I think we have 20,000 five star reviews and our customer uh, testimonials, which I think um, definitely are a fantastic way to build trust with consumers and 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 shift that perception of of natural deodorant um, uh, efficacy. Um, and I think those customer testimonials really let the product speak for itself um, and and give you know credibility to to our fantastic products. Um, and then I would say you know just sort of lastly just about um, the term natural deodorant, you know, we know that there's little regulation on, on what con constitutes natural. And um, some retailers have, have put in their own guidelines to help consumers sort of navigate the, uh, the category, but there's still no sort of golden standard as to what natural looks like um, or what natural means. And so I think, you know, in an effort to, to help consumers you know, we went out and we got certified natural by a third party. So we chose um, we chose to be certified by EcoCert Cosmos. Um, we were, Schmitz is actually the first deodorant in the U.S. Um, to be certified natural by EcoCert Cosmos. And I think that that really, you know, not only helps consumers distinguish what's natural, but also educates them on what the standards are that we use um, when we call our, our products natural. We've always certified other parts of our brand, like being vegan and, and cruelty-free with third parties. And so we're proud to have um, the EcoCert um, certification to stand alongside those, um, those uh, to, to, again, help consumers and educate consumers about natural um, and really navigate the, the natural DO category. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because as we talk about getting customers on board, getting them to believe in and trust the the brand, we initially started talking about efficacy, which of course is very important, but the other piece of that is the authenticity and the quality. And so being able to also prove that through product verification and going through that pro process in a category and, and within a bigger kind of topic of natural that can be very confusing, sometimes misleading. And so um, it's great to hear the work that you've done on that side of things to build consumer trust. And wow, I just have to go back to the 20,000 five-star reviews. That's pretty yeah. amazing. <laughs> but that does. So I think, you know, consumers sharing their stories and experiences with each other sounds like it's been hugely beneficial. I'm also curious about the role that retailers can or have played in, in continuing to educate on the category and on the company um, to also support consumers in that decision making? Sure. No, that's a great question. You know, I think um, consumers or retail shelves are often where, you know, or often where consumers are are finding these products. And I think, you know, retailers can can support by continuing to lean into this natural revolution. Um, 
and you know investment and prioritization are, are really key to ensuring that naturals not just stay on shelves but but grow within the category working with natural brands to create sections of the the category or the store dedicated to naturals can help consumers shop um, but also working with brands to validate claims and, and provide education, transparency and resources for consumers is huge um, and helping them understand and adopt naturals into their daily lives. Yeah, great point. Um, there's the real just like consumer facing education, but then that relationship that brands have with retailers and vice versa to um, to ensure that they're working hand in hand in that consumer education process. And are we sick of talking about COVID? Probably, but I want to talk about <laughs> COVID for a second, because sure. obviously that's a big, probably the biggest shift in the consumer experience, how consumers shop, what they're looking for. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And from your point of view, what some of those changes have been, both the challenges and the opportunities that COVID has presented for the natural deodorant category, for the personal care space, and just for naturals in general, what does that look like to you? Sure. I think as far as you know, natural natural deodorants go, I, I would say, you know, one of the biggest challenges we've seen during COVID is that people are not going out as much. Um, many people are working from home, either full-time or, or part-time, and you know, just aren't going out even socially much anymore. And so a consequence of that is that deodorant usage has dropped. Um, but you know, during this time, what we've also seen is that it's, for consumers, it's actually a low risk time to try out a natural deodorant. Um, especially for this, you know, for the natural DO skeptics. Um, if you're, you know, at home, working from home, you know, you're not interacting with people much, um, the, the, the barrier to trying a natural deodorant is actually quite low. Um, and so we're seeing people, you know, experiment with natural deodorant products from the comfort of their own homes at their own pace and on their own terms. Um, and you know, often turning skeptics and in, into believers and into users. So I think that that's um, that's been a challenge, but there's also been sort of an interesting consequence from um, or arising from that challenge. And then I think more recently, what we've been seeing is people are are wanting to sort of break convention in, in their own lives. Um, you know, we're we're hearing a lot about people changing jobs. Um, moving to different states, um, adopting, you know, maybe more a more natural lifestyle. Um, and so, you know, all of those things, sort of the breaking of convention and the disruption, um, you know, really harkens back to, to Schmidt's uh, founding roots and, and our mission, um, which really fit perfectly into this cultural movement of, of change and, and disruption. Um, so we are, you know, at the moment, just really trying to build on on that momentum um, and see if we can capitalize on that uh, going forward. That's great. Thank you, Gabriele. I mean, it's cool to hear your experience with that and what you're observing around consumer behaviors 
it is funny to think that people are like, I'm not going out. I'm just not going to, maybe I don't need to wear deodorant because I like to wear deodorant all the time. And when it's natural, I feel like I can even put it on before bed. But anyways, another thing I wanted to add to that last point that you, um, that you made around breaking convention, I also think like there's a real opportunity around consumers wanting to feel empowered to take more control of their health and their decisions and the products they bring into their homes for themselves and their families. And so I just think that there's a lot of momentum around just adopting more and more natural products across categories as people focus more on individual health um, and the different contributors to that. So I think it's a really exciting time for for the category and just for consumer health conversations in general. So um, it's exciting to hear, you know, your perspective on, on how more and more people can start embracing these products. A minute ago, you had you had said, um, you know, that you're on this journey. I think you said a continuous journey to. Well, I know you said it because I wrote it down because I thought it was beautifully <laughs> stated. You said a continuous journey to optimize the formulas. That's kind of your personal mission, which I think is amazing. And I'm curious when you think about the future and all the learnings from the past several years and now through COVID, what's like the next stop on this innovation journey that you're on? Um, so I think, you know, f for us, you know, when we, when we innovate, innovate and when we you know continuously um are on our continuous journey to uh, to optimize i think you know it really starts with the consumer right we are we are a very consumer focused company and and that that is sort of like our own only focus when we develop products um and we really just want to answer the question about like what does the consumer need um, and so we work closely you know as i mentioned earlier with with uh, consumers as well as um you know, consumer focus groups and um, and our marketing colleagues within the Schmitz brand to really you know develop new ideas and new concepts that we think consumers will will want to buy. Um, but while we're also staying true to our brand values and purpose, right? So we often talk about like what can we, what's the next product and how can we make it in a Schmitz way, you know, in a Schmitzy way. Um, and I think, you know, once we identify a concept uh, that we think is is promising, that's really when we we can be creative and and tap into, you know, various sources of inspiration, um, you know, whether it be uh, new fragrances or, or new, interesting new ingredients or um, entirely new formulas, things like that. Um, it's really when when creativity can kind of run wild. Um, you know, and we can draw from sources of inspiration like, um, you know, other categories or, you know, from from experiences or memories or even from, you know, drawing fragrance um, inspiration from travel um, back, you know, either close to home or, or far off. Um, so it's really, you know, we can create like a broad canvas of ideas from which we can then refine um, and really develop, you know, new products that we think you know consumers will love and and really speaks to the brand roots and the brand values um so it's 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 an exciting process um and i think uh certainly one that we we try to uh do often um or we're, we're sort of continuously innovating 
um, again, with, with the consumer uh, in mind. Well, I personally cannot wait to see what's next for the company. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. I think I found my new favorite word, schmitzy, which you said <laughs> there. And um, no, I, I love what you all do. And um, thank you so much for your dedication to bringing such such great products to the market and always looking towards what's next and how to meet consumer needs. So really appreciate you breaking it down. So nice to talk to you. Any final words that you want to share before we wrap up for the day? I don't think so. I think, I mean, again, it was it was a pleasure being here and, and you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share uh, a little bit about my story and, and of course about a topic I love to talk about, which is uh, Schmidt's natural deodorants. Appreciate it. Um, thank you, Gabriela, and thanks everyone for listening to our Spark Change Innovation for Good podcast today.